Welcome to the DIY Music Management Podcast, where independent musicians learn how to manage their own damn careers. I'm James from Forest Park DIY. Thanks for hanging with us today. I just want to remind you that this is a listener-focused podcast where I answer real questions from you, the listener. So if you want to share one of your biggest challenges as an indie artist, in hopes of having it addressed on the show, please send me an email at james at forestparkdiy.com. You know the deal. And before we dive in, I also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and to rate it as well. It helps a ton in reaching new listeners and get us to rise to the top of that list. Also want to invite you to become part of the crew. I'm doing air quotes right now by signing up for the Forest Park DIY weekly newsletter where I share tips on strategy and mindset for the DIY musician. All right. So today we're going to be diving into the beginning of what will be a multi-part series where we're going to discuss the business of music producers. And it's an important topic for both artists considering working with a producer or if you're a producer yourself and you're just curious about the inner workings of that whole part of the industry. To help us get a better understanding, we have my good friend Greg Seltzer joining us today. Greg has a company managing music producers and he's a good buddy for a long time and grateful that you're here with us today, man. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, man, for sure. All the way from LA. What's the weather like there right now? It is, uh, I'm wearing a sweatshirt, but yeah, it's sunny in December. So for an East Coaster, it's uh, still a little bizarre. <laughs> Ice coffee heaven all year round? Yeah, exactly. Us Bronxers, we're, we're, not, we're not into the ice coffee weather right now. No. Nah, and it's making me sad. Burning hot. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, is, uh, when do you need the 400 degree coffee just to keep your hands warm? <laughs> I'm wearing like full on winter jacket and and hat indoors uh all all winter long i I just i i look like one of those characters from empire strikes back (laughs) in the very beginning (laughs) i miss that i miss the beanie the year-long beanie yeah the year-long beanie not wise in la you uh instantly start sweating even indoors if you do that so you get weird tropical infections (laughs) (laughs) that was Uh, a big sacrifice moving out here yeah so thank you for joining us and, and being down to talk about the business of music producers. So uh, for everybody that is tuning in, you want to just give us a little bit of background on how you got into music producer management and just a little bit of your story? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I went to college in New York uh, City for um, guitar performance, and I was doing um, guitar teaching and gigging around New York. My brother, um, right around 2012 or 2013, um, he went, he went to Berkeley school of music, uh, for production and songwriting. And we just like at home, like during like breaks would be like, we should start a brother company. And yeah, so my brother, Andy Seltzer, he was my first client. Um, I learned a lot about, you know, the business from just being on email threads with his first lawyer and starting to see the producer agreements coming through and all that. And then um, since then, I just have consulted for a lot of producers on their deals and uh, and have a roster of six in total, which maybe we could paste in the description when we post this about everyone I'm working with. Yeah, of course. So everybody check out the description for links to any of Greg's artists and his company. So why don't we just hop into it here, man? Let's get to a question from a listener. We have uh, an email inquiry from Micah from LA. I love that most of these 
questions that come from LA. You guys are hustlers out there. I like it. <laughs> but uh, Micah says, I've heard that getting a producer involved can bring your music to the next level. Before I did that, I figured I should probably do my homework. Ha. Can you give me an idea of some of the things that a producer actually does? All right. Good question. Greg, what do you think? Well, your client is the artist, right? So an artist generally has a bunch of songs written and or one song and they need that commercially <laughs> produced and, and recorded. And so, you know, if you think of traditionally, like how much needed to be done to get a record done, you needed like all of these roles, right? You need a recording studio, you need songwriters to write the song, you need engineers to run the gear, mm -hmm. you need a mixing engineer to finish the song. Even now in pop, there's like all of these different roles like working to to get a record done. And, and the producer is the person that kind of keeps the vision in mind, like while all of these people are working. But what's interesting about, you know, producing out of your bedroom or producing out of your own studio, if you just have a one room studio, of all, is all of these roles are uh, baked into one person, you know, so right. Typ typically an artist is showing up and there's uh, this one person who's like helping in the songwriting, the technical aspects of recording, you know, keeping the vision and the taste of the artist in mind, like making the record and engineering all the vocals, comping the vocals with the artist, tuning them, staying in touch with the artist, like over text and email with different versions of, of the track and mixing it, prepping those files for the mixer, for the mastering. So you're kind of you know, in a way, it's like when the film industry is like, you know, we need to get a film produced. They they know exactly like how to corral all these different roles together to get a movie done. But it's the same in music. But you're you're typically these days coming across and, and my my clients, too, are mostly like one stop shops. They're doing all of this. Um, right. Yeah. It seems seems more common these days. The uh, yeah. the jack of all trades sort of maybe a, uh, a result of the times or, or something. But so yeah, it, the the role of producer is probably evolving as the music yeah, industry I mean, changes. There's you know there's uh, many sessions happening like all across the music industry where all of these roles are separate people. Like there's right you know there are definitely big recording studios being rented. There's engineers on staff that know how to run it. There's a producer coming in with the artist and working amongst the engineers to get everything done. And then after that the producer and the artist work with the mixer. And so there's there's definitely these these sessions happening all the time where it's like many, many creatives are involved to get a record done. But the kind of like everything has to go through the lens of both the artist and the producer at the same time. Like they're working right, yeah. together. But yeah, there's huge records being done out of bedrooms and out of hotel rooms and over Zoom and tour buses and crazy. Um and all of those roles are baked into one human. Yeah. Which is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, before when you had studios where you, you had a different person for every job and, you know, you even had somebody to, to come in and bring the iced coffees and Lysol the uh, fluids off the couch. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Lysol's not strong enough for that. <laughs> no, I guess, I guess not. <laughs> in a studio? <laughs> yeah. Now the producer needs to do it all. So the, the role of a producer... It, it varies based on, you know, the, the specifics of the situation, but we're seeing a huge spectrum here. We're seeing 
big scale productions where you're wrangling a whole bunch of different personnel to bedroom productions that not, aren't necessarily small in terms of their potential reach, but maybe in terms of their size, which is, which is cool. Yeah. And I think, I mean, simply like the answer is the producer gets a song done. Nice. And it's kind of easier said than done for many people, because I know I've seen a lot of producers that I've consulted for that kind of realize they're more and they're more in the engineering. They're more in the additional production. Right. They're, they're more in the um, songwriting uh, lanes, but because a lot of people have a hard time saying this is done and telling an artist like this is, you know, helping an artist get to that conclusion together, like well, this is good and working with the teams. And, you know, so I've seen some people get stuck where they have like version one through six, six different versions of a record. And they're like, it's fucking brutal. This is, you know, this is like, is five better than three? And they're texting it around to all these people. But clients that I work with are, they know when they're at final. That's awesome. That is so helpful. Yeah, like, and that's like, um, you know, one of the things that, I, why I I love the management role so much. Because when I was in the creative role, like I couldn't, I don't have that uh, mm-hmm. the ability, you know, like when I was trying to produce a little bit, like, you know, you, pu- you pull open a folder of snare drums and it's like... <laughs> Should I use snare drum one or snare drum 17 or 89? <laughs> and then four hours later, I don't have, you know, I'm still on first one, but like, I'll see. Your eardrums are bleeding and you're just like, ah, I think this you is know, the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see, like, especially on the Zoom sessions now, it's like an artist will say, like, I'm kind of feeling this vibe and the producers have to know, like, you know, I'm using snare 89, I'm using this yeah. bass, I'm using this, and, and it, this is going to be how we're getting this done. So Yeah, that's um, that's awesome. What a, a great distinction to distill that down, that the producer's job is to get the damn song done. And yeah, yeah. a lot of times that can mean just having the the confidence to, to be a leader yeah. in the sense that you're just, you know, they're putting their trust in you to, to help them with their creative process and, you know, to use that trust to move forward and say, this is done. Yeah, it's very, it's very like psychological. Like there's a lot of he- heroes of mine that are producers in the industry, like some of the, you know, the pillars of uh, music production who don't play instruments and they don't um, even know the technical side of the studio or anything, but they're amazing at kind of being the vision to like make artists arrive at final and know that their art is that's wild done. And, and you hear like just people making fun of like the producer just kind of sits on the couch, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like laid, laid flat out, just like listening. And, but a lot of it's like talking people through like many, many options. It's like, should I use this? Uh, guitar sound or that guitar sound should I use this and this and you know like I think the creative process is throwing like so many ideas into the pot but if you just do that indefinitely nothing ever gets done so right the producer's kind of there to be like this is good this is good this is good and this is the reason why and let's keep it moving (laughs) nice yeah that's very clear that's very helpful and actually even as as an artist who's self-producing you're inspiring me I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I need to do that role for myself. And you listeners out there, if you're producing your own music, you have to fill that role yourself. If you don't have somebody doing it for you, you got to be the person to put put your foot down and make make the decision about your sounds, your creative choices, all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about this as like a traditional producer too. I mean, there's definitely 
genius track makers and but even they know like this is done this is going in my track folder i'm pitching this to artists you right. know what i mean so right even in the, in their own ways if they don't have an artist in the room with them but they're making beats and they're confident enough to know it's at final so that they can send off and market themselves and that kind of thing so right but i've been talking very much of like the traditional like <laughs> producer with artists as their client in the room right getting it to final so all right so that'll do it for us for the first part of our multi-part series where i'm going to be talking with greg seltzer producer manager about the business of music production we've got some other really cool conversations that i'll be posting in the following weeks but that'll be it for today so thanks so much to my guest greg seltzer and to you for tuning in to the diy music management podcast And if you'd like even more information on tips and strategies for the DIY musician, I encourage you to sign up for the Forest Park DIY weekly newsletter. You can go to forestparkdiy.com slash newsletter and sign up there. And finally, please comment, like, subscribe, smoke signal, share, Twitter, pigeon carrier, I don't know what the hell. Uh, about this podcast. I would like to share this with as many musicians as possible. Times are rough out there and everybody needs a little help. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is James and I hope to catch you next time on the DIY Music Management Podcast.